sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. New week begins right here, right now on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That's Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday. Again, a new week starts right here, right now on TMA. A new season starts in college football this upcoming Saturday. Just five days remaining technically, of the college football offseason. We are in the preseason months of the National Football League. We'll get to the MLB home stretch as well and the postseason in the WNBA over the course of these next two hours live right here on the morning after, bringing you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the grid. We start in the National Football League because yesterday we had three NFL games on a Sunday. It felt like a football Sunday with three games of action to almost round out week two of the NFL preseason. One final game on a Monday night to end things off for week two of the preseason slate in the NFL. And we go with one of the best teams that you will ever see in the preseason. A preseason powerhouse. That is what the Baltimore Ravens are. The longest winning streak in the history of the National Football League preseason now checks in at 22 straight preseason wins for the Baltimore Ravens, taking care of business yesterday on the road in the desert against the Cardinals, 24-27. And the books know it. They're raising up that spread when it comes to Baltimore, but the flock still cover as a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. So 22 straight preseason victories and against the spread during that time, Baltimore 9-2-1 ATS on this 22-game preseason win streak. Under John Harbaugh, Baltimore is now 44-10 straight up in the preseason, 39-15 against the spread. The Baltimore Ravens have not lost a preseason game since 2015. And the reason they are so good this preseason as well is because of the offensive system that really doesn't look all that much different when it's Tyler Huntley in there in place of Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley yesterday, incredibly efficient in that first half. 13 of 14, 129 yards and a touchdown. And then Anthony Brown, the rookie out of Oregon, steps in as well late in that second half. 10 of 13, 91 yards, two touchdowns for a Baltimore Ravens seven-point victory. Again, covering as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, upping that long preseason win streak, a historic win streak for Baltimore, now to 22 consecutive preseason victories and as we use this time in the preseason to forecast what we will see in the regular season in 2022 in the battle of the birds it's baltimore that gets the win yesterday and it's the ravens with a higher win total than the cardinals getting ready for this 2022 nfl campaign that number on baltimore 
up from nine and a half where it was earlier this offseason now at ten and a half the under a slight bit of juice it is the highest win total in the AFC North division which we expect to be competitive once again in 2022 the Ravens only had eight wins last year but they went over this number of ten and a half in both 2019 and 2020 so we see movement on the Ravens win total up to ten and a half from nine and a half it was nine and a half wins earlier this summer as well for Arizona the juice heavily on the under that number has now moved down to eight and a half even juice on both sides for Arizona for comparison's sake both other teams that the Cardinals expect to compete with in the NFC West the Rams and the Niners their win total more 10 and a half for LA nine and a half for San Francisco a welcome to our sports grid radio audience here the opening hour of the morning after live here on the opening day of this new week a Monday on TMA Sirius XM channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well I am Ben Stevens recapping the weekend that was in the National Football League week two of the preseason we had eight games on Saturday three games on a Friday night and even yesterday three games on a Sunday as well including the Ravens and the Cardinals Baltimore wins its historic record-breaking 22nd consecutive preseason football game as we go around the Sunday slate in the National Football League preseason yesterday in the Big Apple really in New Jersey the New York Giants improved to a perfect 2-0 in the preseason the first one with new head coach Brian Dable the Giants scoring under a minute left to beat the Bengals 25-22 the Giants have won two straight preseason games here but they do not cover as a five-point favorite against Cincinnati in both of the Giants wins in the preseason coming in the final couple of seconds of the games a walk-off victory in their preseason opener a last second field goal as time expires to be the Patriots two weeks ago and then yesterday Davis Webb connects with Alex Bachman for a 15-yard touchdown strike which is 30 five seconds left the Giants scored 18 points in that fourth quarter Davis Webb over 200 passing yards and two touchdowns yesterday Daniel Jones played the entirety of the first quarter for the Giants as well but New York's still the longest odds out of the four teams in the NFC East as we get going here in 2022 plus 700 but as you can see all four of those teams within six dollars of each other the Cowboys who won this division last year booked as the favorites right now plus 135 the Eagles the second best price only 35 cents behind at plus 170 Philly a victory yesterday in its week two preseason game on the road in Cleveland the birds winning 21 to 20 and Philly who had the top rushing offense in the league a season ago 44 carries on the ground for the Eagles as a team yesterday sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The NFL preseason, week number two, and what it might tell us getting ready for the 2022 regular season. Welcome back to a Monday. 
live right here on the morning after on Sportsman. I'm Ben Stevens, now joined by the one, the only, DRS. Donnie Wright side now in the mix here on GMA, one of the co-hosts of The Early Line, each and every weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and the lead host in that front and center chair for The Money Line on Sports Grid Radio, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, each in every weekday as well. DRS, thank you for joining us here on a Monday. As you often say, Donnie, it's good to sit in these chairs and play Monday morning quarterback. We get to do that, even if it's preseason football we're discussing. Absolutely, and I'm excited for it here. Week two, now, Ben, look, week two, like, hey, all the starters are going to play. Man, they barely even played this weekend, so, but look at this. Look at the excitement on my face with nobody really playing. I can't wait for football. DRS, it was very intriguing to see no starters for a lot of games across the weekend slate. Normally, it's week one. You barely see anybody. A little bit more action week two. And then maybe week three, we start to see more and more starters. And, of course, this is the second year of the preseason with only having three games. But we did see a lot of quarterbacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Steelers' DRS remained perfect this preseason, winning 16-15 to on the road in Duval County, outright as a three-point underdog. In all three quarterbacks in contention, potentially, DRS, for that starting job for the Steelers looking pretty sharp once again. It was Mitchell Trubisky getting the start. He went out there 5 of 8 for 60 yards, got the first three possessions of the game, then insert the rookie Kenny Pickett, played the rest of the first half and looked really good once more. 6 of 7, 76 yards, and a touchdown. And the Steelers win 16 to 15. DRS, what do you make of where the Steelers quarterback competition is at the moment? Yeah, apparently the odds makers don't really care where it's at either, Ben, at a plus 950 here to win that division. So not a lot anticipated, no matter who the starter is. But Kevin and I have talked about it quite a bit already with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm under the guys that they signed Mitchell Trubisky off the bat, which means, you know, weeks one, two, three, four, five, whatever it would be. He gives you the best chance at winning football games because he's been there, done that. He's taken his team to the playoff twice with the Chicago Bears. And I'm not even a Mitchell Trubisky lover by any stretch here at this point. I think he's an average to below average quarterback back but if you look at the makeup of the Steelers here I understand they want to win week to week to week for the best long-term health of your football team is it getting the Kenny Pickett regime underway as soon as possible that's actually what it should be but we know how the Steelers operate Mike Tomlin doesn't lose football games he doesn't like to lose he's never had a losing football season so I'm not just going to say this year hey let's chalk one up with Kenny Pickett out here to let him get some mental reps out on the field while we go five and twelve on the season that's not going to happen I think there's a perfect landing spot around midway through the season where Kenny Pickett does become your starting quarterback but it's Mitchell Trubisky right out of the gate for me Ben right and it pertains all to that win total DRS it's seven and a half for the Steelers this year it's about to be year number 16 of the Mike Tomlin era in Pittsburgh in the first 15 the Steelers have won at least eight games each and every year under Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett has looked incredibly impressive so far in this preseason, going up against the starters of the Jags on Saturday night. He got the second half in the first game, the ending of the first half in this game, six of seven on Saturday. But overall this year, DRS, in the preseason, 19 of 22, 171 yards, and three passing scores. And Donnie, although we have seen the market work against Kenny Pickett, he is still the favorite for the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, plus 900, but only a dollar in front of a slew of wide receivers and running backs that are anywhere from 10 to 1 to 11 to 1 to 12 to 1 
on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. So DRS, as we look at the Offensive Rookie of the Year odds, or at least have that conversation, when do you think Kenny Pickett needs to play for Pittsburgh to remain the betting favorite to an Offensive Rookie of the Year? I mean, probably not for quite some time. We saw this anomaly last year, too, Ben, when you take a look at the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance. He was up at the top of those, hey, he's going to be the rookie of the year. Yep. He wasn't even playing. Neither was Justin Fields at that time. Because when you're looking at, okay, a wide receiver might be able to run away with this, like a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase, then it doesn't matter who the quarterback's going to be. But if we're led to believe that, let's just say the Pittsburgh Steelers say, okay, we've seen enough out of Mitchell Trubisky, four and four after eight games here. Let's let Kenny Pickett ride, and he plays well, and they make the playoffs. He's going to get that extra boost so I don't think there's any panic that oh no my tickets are gone Kenny Pickett's not going to start week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers don't worry about it if he's a starter anytime yep. before week 10 he probably has a legitimate chance to still win that bet and here's the thing about offensive rookie of the year in comparison to awards like NFL MVP or maybe even the Heisman Trophy if you want to take it back to CFB NFL offensive rookie of the year is not a quarterback dominated award like we often mm -hmm. see with the MVP only three of the past 10 winners of the offensive rookie of the year award have played the quarterback spot that's why a wide receiver or a running back has a ton of value so we didn't see DRS a ton of starters across the NFL week two preseason slate including between the Titans and the Bucks a low scoring affair there the Titans win 13 to 3. Malik Willis is 50 to 1 to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He got the start for Tennessee, 7 of 17, 80 yards, also 42 yards on the ground. It was Kyle Trask for the Bucks, 11 of 24, 105 yards. Malik Willis has been great this preseason, but it's still Ryan Tannehill's job at that quarterback number one spot for the Titans. We assume, DRS, it's Tom Brady's job for Tampa Bay, but we haven't seen Tom Brady with the Bucs now for over a week and a half. Following this weekend's game between the Titans and the Bucs, head coach Todd Bowles spoke to reporters afterward and said he expects Tom Brady back at camp with the Buccaneers early this week. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport further reporting that he expects that day to be today, Monday, in Tampa Bay. Donnie, what have you made of this situation? Is it peculiar at all to you that Tom Brady has been away from the Bucs during training camp for over a week and a half? I still can't figure it out. I, I've never seen anything like this. And I know when it first happened, most of the major beat writers and national guys, whatever network you were looking at, ah, no big deal. It's Tom Brady. It's going to take off basically two weeks in the middle of a preseason or a summer training camp. I've never seen that before from any player at any time. But you said, oh, it's Tom Brady does what he wants. And then he just goes silent. Like, we didn't see him anywhere, Ben. We didn't see him on an island. We didn't see him out at a restaurant or working out at a local gym. It was basically under the table, which led to speculation. Does he want to retire? Is he on the mask Singer? Is he doing something else? Is he just not going to show up again? And also, Todd Bowles didn't help us out, Ben, when he basically said, when's Tom coming back? Yeah, we're not sure of that right now. He corrected that stance fairly quickly, but it looks like Brady is back in the building. I need him, Ben, in front of a mic. I'm surprised we were able to bring him on this morning to talk it out right here on TMA and have some fun with him, though. That would have been nice. We reached out. Yeah, we reached out to Brady's oh, representation, okay. but he said he was unavailable. He said Donnie was on the show. He'll just explain it for me. But we did put in those procedures to see if we could hear from Tom Brady. Let's go to the AFC South, though. The Bucs are still a heavy favorite in the NFC South, DRS. Minus 270, the best odds of any team to win any division in the National Football League this year. It feels a little bit more up in the air in the AFC South. The Titans won this division last year with a number one overall seed in the AFC postseason. But now the Colts 
are the odds-on favorites at minus 125. Quickly here, DRS, who's your pick to win this division in 2022? I mean, it looks really, it looks too easy to take the Colts at the minus 125, doesn't it? Because what are we seeing out of the Titans that we like? I don't know. You trade away your best wide receiver when you knew you were going to struggle in the passing game, replace with Traylon Burks, who has asthma and might not play, it seems like at this point now. Derrick Henry coming back off of an injury. But I, I don't want to buy into the Colts just yet. And I don't know if I'm a Matt Wright or Matty Ice hater, if you will, but I just hear too many good things coming out of the Colts. Like, oh, he's here. He's going to take control. I watched Matty Ice play the last two years. His arm is shot. So we'll see if he rewinds up late in the season. Don't put it past. Those Titans end up winning this division. But having said that, I don't know if I can even take the Titans at this point. Tough division with those two teams up top for me. Both teams, a nine-and-a-half win total. The Colts have the juice on the over, the Titans on the under. Quickly here, we highlighted the Baltimore Ravens and their prowess in the preseason. 22 straight wins. The Buffalo Bills under Sean McDermott, also very good. 42-15, a rout of the Broncos in Denver, easily covering DRS as a six-point home favorite. That game was in Buffalo, excuse me, a 70 sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The Diamond Dash right here live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid, a recap of the weekend in Major League Baseball. It's been a tale of two halves for the New York Yankees because in the first half, it seemed like every day we would bring you a Yankees recap. It was a win for the pinstripes. Now it feels like there are more losses than wins, certainly here as of late. But yesterday, Donnie, up in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, the pinstripes avoid a sweep against the Toronto Blue Jays with a 4-2 win in the weekend finale between these two teams out of the American League East. But it was only DRS, the Yanks' fourth win in their last 18 games, and they have lost six straight series. How concerned are you overall, DRS, for the Yankees the rest of the way? Of course, with their sights set on October. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned at this point because the clock is starting to run out in about a week and a half's time. We're going to be in the month of September. It's one of those teams, Ben, that we watched for the majority of the first half of the season and said, could they really challenge the Seattle Mariners for the best record in the history of Major League Baseball in the regular season? Yep. Everything was yep. going their way. And now all of a sudden, it's not even Ben where they're just hovering. We're bored. We're 500 over the past you know, 30 games or so. They're a bad baseball team right now. And right when you thought they could pitch their way out of games that they couldn't hit like they weren't in the beginning of the year, they're not being able to do that anymore. They're losing games one to nothing, four to two, you know, three to two. And also, you can't just say, hey, Aaron Judge, hit a home run for us every single day to rescue us. It seems now when they get a win, it's like, whoo, what a relief, as opposed to what it was like, yeah, we're supposed to win these games, and we did. Right. We'll find out what the Yankees are made of throughout the month of September, but I'm feeling all that great about them right now. The Yanks record right now, 74 and 48. At the All-Star break, it was 64 and 28. So they are 10 and 20 since the break. Again, they have lost 14 of their last 18 games. Now plus 220 in the American League pennant, nearly 80 cents behind the Astros, who moved past the Yankees 
early last week as the favorites to win the American League. And it's a three and a half game difference between the Astros and the Yankees for that top spot in the American League postseason right now. And very fun and exciting things in store for the Yankees early this week in the Bronx, a two game set against the New York Mets. The Subway Series once more in this regular season. DRS, it was the Mets at the end of July in Queens, the heart of New York City, as you know, up there at City Field, taking both games against the Yanks, including the finale with Max Scherzer on the bump. It's Scherzer on the bump today inside Yankee Stadium. And look at that price on the Mets, minus 166. The Yankees DRS have not been booked as an underdog often. In fact, in these 18 games where the Yankees have lost 14 of 18, the really recent bad trend, they've only been an underdog once in those 18 affairs. A dog at home today against Scherzer in the Amazings. A Subway Series DRS. Always exciting times for New York baseball. Yeah, it is exciting. It looks like the Mets now finally have the upper hand on the New York Yankees and maybe what we thought of just a few short weeks ago, a World Series, you know, nice little preview might turn into a runaway here because anytime that you do have DeGrom and Scherzer going, you have the advantage. So maybe the Yankees' best, you know, player is going to be the rain and the weather where it's supposed to have some rainy conditions today in the Bronx. We'll see if it plays out. But certainly, if you're lining them up, the Mets should be a favorite and should be a heavy favorite. Herman has not been that great over the past 30 days and this Mets lineup is really kicking into gear it's two teams yeah. right now ben seemingly going in the opposite directions and one team has the sledgehammer out there on the mound the other team might be the nail the mets have the second best record in all of major league baseball but it's still the yankees according to the FanDuel sportsbook with slightly better odds to win a world series plus 450 the mets a dollar behind at plus 550 the dodgers the favorites at plus 300 and there is still a market to see not the subway series now at the end of august but the subway series in late october early november that's 10 to 1 for it to be all new york in that world series the mets to take on the yankees and the mets ride into the bronx return from philadelphia with a really good feeling around that clubhouse drs because the mets yesterday storming back against the phillies late in the top of the ninth have yourself a day marcana Five RBIs, a three-run bomb in the seventh to tie it up for the Mets, and then a two-run go-ahead blast in the top of the ninth for Mark Hanna. The Mets get the win, 10-9 DRS over the Phillies. A great ending to the weekend for the Mets as they get ready for the Subway Series against the Yanks. Yeah, an equally tough finish to the series for the Philadelphia Phillies. What I would have told you if it was going to be a four-game set, no DeGrom, yep. no Scherzer on one side, Nola and Wheeler on the other side, you'd say, hey, man, Phillies got a great shot to win that series or at least take two games at the least. They end up losing that series 3-1, to one, which is not the end of the world because the Mets are a better team than the Philadelphia Phillies. But doing what good baseball teams do, Ben, to make the playoffs, hang around with the good guys, beat up the bad clubs like the Cincinnati Reds. The Phillies have a chance to do that today in Philadelphia as a bounce back to a game they should have won yesterday. They certainly should have. And it was David Robertson on the bump, a reliever acquired from the Cubs at the trade deadline, had not given up a single run in a Phillies uniform before that Marcana two-run home run that proved to be the difference in favor of New York. The Mets against the Phillies this year, 14-5 and as that season series between those two divisional foes comes to an end. The Mets now a four-game lead in the National League East at minus 850, the favorites in that division, despite the fact DRS, the Braves, 
continue to play really good baseball. They have the second best odds in the National League East, but when you look at the wild card standings, that's where the Braves are going to factor in to the postseason. They are eight games up for that top spot in the National League wild card. The Phillies own the third and final spot. The Padres there in the second spot. And the Braves, the RS, have won 12 of their last 14 could not complete the sweep at home yesterday against the Astros, who win that baseball game, but Atlanta tooling in the right direction as well. Two of the best teams in Major League Baseball facing off against one another this weekend in Atlanta DRS. What did you learn? Yeah, what did I learn is the Atlanta Braves are a really good baseball team. You see what you said there? Like one with the New York Mets handling their business against the Philadelphia Phillies, where the Braves were probably disappointed that they didn't sweep maybe the best team in the major leagues, which is the Houston Astros. This team's built to win championships, and the way they operate, saying, look, we identify our young talent. Let's pay them moving forward. There's good vibes across the board in that locker room. They might not be able to chase down the Mets in the regular season and overtake them in the NL East, but I'll tell you right now, these two teams line up, talking about the Mets and the Braves in the postseason. Braves aren't backing down here, Ben. They're here to stay. No, they are certainly not backing down. Every game, or at least the last two, decided by a single run between the Astros and the Braves. And again, Atlanta has won 12 of their last 14. There's some trends right now on the National League side of things where teams have continued their winning ways here in this home stretch of the Major League Baseball regular season. That includes the St. Louis Cardinals, the Redbirds, the RS are red hot seven straight wins for the cardinals right now st louis has won 16 of their last 19 and 18 of their last 22 a sweep of the d-backs in the desert this weekend five games now the lead for the cardinals drs in that national league central they have put themselves in pole position and it does not seem like the brewers are even going to come close no, it doesn't. And it feels like it's over already. We still have a month left of the Major League Baseball season, and that seems like an insurmountable lead for the Brewers to try to overtake the Cardinals. When we talk about yep. handling your business, Ben, they had six straight games against bad baseball teams, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. They won every single game. They're going to start a series with the Cubs, who are dead and out of it. They should pulverize them. And at the same time, those Brewers playing the Dodgers. By the end of yep. this month, Ben, as I said earlier on the early line, it might be over already. The Cardinals might be cruising to a division title. The start of last week, the Cardinals were a minus 210 favorite in the National League Central. Now, minus 550, as you saw right there. But at the conclusion of these two early midweek series, DRS, with the Cardinals getting the Cubs, they're booked as a minus 176 favorite today in Wrigley. And the Brewers having to go on the road against the Dodgers. Milwaukee's plus 220 as the Moneyline underdogs. That lead for the Cardinals could be ex uh, exponentially larger than the five games we see. And that number in the National League Central might be closer to quadruple digits as opposed to the minus 550 right now. But there's a couple of teams in the National League. Like we mentioned, the Braves, 12 of their last 14. The Cardinals, 16 of their last 19. 18 of their last 22, a seven-game win streak. And Donnie, those Dodgers have still won 17 of their last 20 games. LA is absolutely cruising right now. A minus 270 favorite today, DRS, and the favorites to win the National League pennant at plus 145. But that will be how the National League plays out. The Dodgers in that pole position and the top spot right now. The Mets have the second best odds at plus 230, but the Braves are not all that far behind DRS. The third best price to win the NL at plus 600. 
those three teams will lead the way in the National League, but the Cardinals continue to play good baseball, and who knows what happens with the Padres if they can get to that point in the postseason. Yeah, and the, the interesting team is the Dodgers because they don't have that front-end pitching talent that some of these other teams right. do have that they can line up against you. But it almost seems like it doesn't matter because why? The lineup is so good that they can make Sandy Alcantara look feeble yesterday. They can start a guy by the name of Pepio in the lineup and beat Alcantara. So when you line up in the playoffs and say, well, the Dodgers can't compete with the front-line pitchers of the New York Mets. They just beat the Cy Young Award winner who's going to be from the National League fairly easily. They can compete with anybody. They're as talented as it gets that plus 145 looks pretty good to me Ben 84 and 36 right now for LA the most wins in baseball by five games ahead of the Mets in that win call the Dodgers win total at the break DRS the updated number 103 and a half very similar to what it was in the preseason the Yankees had the highest one at 105 in a hook it seems like the Dodgers are going to scorch past that number well, the Yankees might fall short of 100 games. DRS, as always, we appreciate your expertise. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday on TMA. Great always to be on the penultimate show on the network, Ben. Thanks again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are constantly getting you ready for a new 2022 NFL season. And that means from a team perspective, taking news and notes from training camp and the preseason and that individual focus, player props, maybe for your fantasy draft with all of your friends. So as we do that here to start off a new week on the morning after live on this Monday on SportsGrid, we turn to the expertise of one Joe P. Sapia, the author of the Fantasy Football Black Book that you can see behind his shoulder right now, one of the co-hosts of Fantasy Sports Today. He'll be delivering everything you need to know each and every Sunday throughout this football season, live right here on the grid to get you set up for your football Sundays. And on this football Monday, we're happy Joe P. is in the mix as well. What's up, my dude? It's so good to see you on a, as I said, a lovely rainy morning. I wanted something different. It's been hot and dry in New Jersey for many, many weeks now. So a little rain is good. It makes you sit inside, look at some football stats, and get ready for your fantasy drafts. I mean, it's a good day. It's a good time. It feels like football weather. And as Joe P has yeah. turned his attention from Major League Baseball to football, he doesn't care if the Subway Series has rained out in the opening game today in the Bronx. It's about football so joe p as we look back on the weekend week two of the nfl preseason normally week two you see more starters out there maybe you get a little bit more of a feel of what regular season action is going to look like that wasn't the case for a lot of nfl teams across this weekend certainly not in the game between the titans and the buccaneers we didn't see ryan Tannehill on one side for mm -hmm. tennessee we certainly did not see tom brady for the Buccaneers so Joe P as you're evaluating what you see on the gridiron a lot of reserves players trying to earn that playing time does it affect how you view a 2022 NFL season at all well a bit because it's always good to get a look at especially some of the rookies and in this particular game you got another look at Malik Willis so uh, Malik Willis was a talent that going into last year draft I thought was 
the best raw quarterback prospect you had. A guy who had an incredible arm, incredible athleticism, speed, physicality when he ran the football. And you've seen that now, not once, but twice this preseason. And I know Ryan Tannehill is getting paid a lot of money. I hear all that noise. But Malik Willis era is going to start, I think, a little sooner than people realize in Tennessee. And I think a team like the Giants, who passed on him not once, but twice in the second round, are going to be really ruining the day when they did that. And I talked about yesterday on FST here on Sunday morning that, you know, they're going into another year of, of Daniel Jones when they could have selected Malik Willis and maybe had a pivot point at some point in this season already. And you're watching him right now, not only break down defenses, but throw some good balls as well. You know, he can press the ball downfield, but it's that athleticism. It's that yeah. extending of plays and running out there in space. What do you have? 42 yards rushing. <laughs> limited yep. time he played this week, right? I mean, that was crazy to see. And it makes you wonder, what's the upside for this guy? And it feels a lot like when you had young, raw Josh Allen a few years ago for the Buffalo Bills, who was the same kind of thing, right? It was the same situation. This guy's raw. He's got a great arm. He can really move around. Bigger guy. But, you know, he's got to learn some finer points. Well, you could teach the finer points. I can't teach you to do what he does. And, and to another credit, too, Kenny Pickett, who was selected before him. Kenny Pickett yeah. looked really solid, too. And I keep telling everybody, look, this Mitchell Trubisky experiment might not even make it to week one. It's very possible. And I was the guy last year people were laughing at when I said August 1st, I was talking about Mac Jones is going to be the week one starter for the Patriots and they're never going to look back. And people said I was nuts. It was crazy. Well, guess what? He was the best rookie quarterback last year and he played every single game. This year, it would not shock me if that same thing happened in Pittsburgh. Now, you're seeing a couple other important things here. You know, Kenny Pickett, once again, I think um, people were concerned because of the age, right? 24 years old, a little bit yeah. older of a rookie. I understand that. It took him a while to get it, but he got it. So let's not kill the kid for getting it later. Let's reward him for getting it at some point. And I think you're going to see that transition earlier. And that's good for the values of guys like George Pickens. It's good for Deontay Johnson. It's good for Pat Fryermuth. It's good for Najee Harris and this offense as a whole, because this offense was extremely limited last year. When you looked at what Ben Roethlisberger was unable to do in terms of pushing the football, he had the quickest release of any quarterback. That was only because he didn't want to get hit and the arm wasn't what it used to be. So, look, Kenny Pickett gives this offense a chance, believe it or not, to be yeah. better. And I think it's going to be sooner than later. And you saw those stats for Kenny Pickett so far in this preseason. Only three incompletions, over 170 yards, and three touchdowns. Frankly, all three quarterbacks, including Mason Rudolph, in Pittsburgh this preseason have looked really sharp in both of the Steelers' opening two wins of this preseason. Kenny Pickett, still the favorite to an offensive rookie of the year at plus 900. Malik Willis way down the board at 50 to one. But if either of those two gentlemen get a start at the quarterback position sometime early-ish on in the NFL regular season, pay attention to those prices. Not a rookie, Joe P, by any stretch of the imagination. In <laughs> fact, about to enter his 23rd NFL season at the tender age of 45 years young, Tom Brady has been away from the Buccaneers for nearly two weeks now. We got some reporting from Todd Bowles after the game for the Bucs against the Titans this weekend that Tom Brady expected back at practice at camp early on this week. Are you reading between the lines at all here? Are you concerned at all for what this means for Tom at the age of 45, entering his 23rd year, and the Buccaneers for 2022? Definitely not concerned. Uh, I think it's something to contemplate, but I, I think it's something where when you've been doing this so long, you know, I mean, you're a veteran now of television. If Ben Stevens takes a week off, Ben Stevens is going to show up and do his job. Now, magnify that times 20 plus, right? 
and that's Tom Brady. So I'm not really worried about Tom Brady stepping back into the flow of things and playing quarterback. Uh, you do wonder a little bit about some of the connectivity issues, but I'm more concerned with some of the injuries they've had on the offensive line in the last couple of weeks, because that yeah. to me is the bigger issue. And that's the thing you want to get in rhythm with, you know, especially under center and stuff like that. Like that's some of the things that really more concerning, but I will say this, Tom Brady is going to be prepared. Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady. And once again, when you start telling Tom Brady, he can't be, that is the most dangerous word in the English language to use to Tom Brady. Can't no. <laughs> These are things that you could say to him many, many times, and all he's going to do is yeah. drop more titles on you or MVPs. In fact, if you see movement, and I imagine you will a little bit, or if you haven't already, a little in the MVP odds for Tom Brady, I would actually look at that, yeah. and I would start betting it now because it might not get better than that because he comes out of the gates, and they're undefeated in the first month of the season. Guess what? That's going to chop itself in half. So if anything, this is an opportunity, I think, in the wagering market. And then the fantasy yeah. market, I think it gives you a little bit of pause. Um, more so because you like to see him work a little bit more with Julio Jones. You like to see him get some reps in. But these guys are professionals. They need two weeks to get ready. They've got two weeks to get ready. Hopefully everything is okay up here with Tom Brady, and it's all you know mentally in a good space for him. But I do believe at this point in time that I wouldn't be concerned about it. But it's just something to be aware of when you're you know maybe looking around at some of the other options you have that are close to him in fantasy leagues. Because you know if you're close there with Tom Brady, who's going a little more like QB ten, even though he finishes the top five QB last year. There's right. other ways you can get it done in single quarterback leagues. Tom Brady led the league last year in passing attempts, passing completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns, all at the age of 44. Words that Tom Brady does not like. Can't, don't, won't, strawberries. That's what we know for Tom Brady entering 2022. And listen, as we saw in the opening segment of this Monday show here, Joe P, on the morning after, even a weekend off, my brain needs to wake up on a Monday. Tom will get back into the flow as we get ready for this upcoming season as well. And it's all optimism still for Tampa Bay, the second best price in the Super Bowl market, but now a dollar and a half behind the Buffalo Bills. That number on Buffalo, Joe P, shorter today than it was just two weeks ago, plus 600, plus 650 was that original off-season price on the Buffalo Bills. Somebody must be watching Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills playing preseason mm. football and putting up 42 big ones against the Broncos in the Mile High City on Saturday. Look, the Buffalo Bills are the most complete roster, and the only reason this number isn't shorter is because of how good the AFC is. You know, the entire AFC West is a good division. You're looking around the rest of the landscape. You've got teams like, you know, the defending AFC champion Bengals. you got the, yep. you know, the uh, Ravens on a bounce back. You've got a lot of teams here that can compete. So that six is a great number. I would take advantage of that right now if you can. And the Bucks should be right after them because the Bucks have the clearest path. They have a, a relatively easy schedule when you consider their in-division games they have to play. Personnel-wise, they are markedly better than everybody in their division. And look, when you take a look at all the other teams in the NFC, you're doing with a, a Vikings team that does have a new head coach. I know we're all very excited. I know I am for Justin Jefferson this year and what this offense is going to possibly bring with it but they still had a lot of things to fix last year on the defensive side of the football. They still struggled mightily in close games. They struggled to put the ball in the end zone with two minutes left in a half. That's a lot of stuff that winning teams do and the Vikings haven't done. And then the Green Bay Packers are, you know, different situation. You've taken away Devontae Adams, a bunch of rookies and different personnel now on the wide receiver side for Green Bay, the Rams defending champions. Some questions about the elbow Stafford. He seems to tell everybody it's fine. The 49ers transitioning at Trey Lance, a rookie quarterback. Can he get it done? I think he can. I think the 49ers are a fascinating long shot this year because they are a very good personnel team. 
They are adding a quarterback who gives them another dimension they haven't had. And let's not forget, this is a team that did go to the NFC Championship game a few times with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? In fact, yep. last year they were winning that game. And they lost it on a mistake play, basically. And then Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't able to move the chains. And there you go. Next thing you know, the Rams go. So keep an eye on them because if Trey Lance gets it and it clicks for him and he gets stronger as the season goes on, that's a team you can really make money with and also make some fantasy buzz with too. Because just like Jalen Hurts last year, this guy's going to score a ton of fantasy points with his legs. He has a much bigger arm than a guy like Jalen Hurts. And he's in a situation where he's got much better talent around him than Hurts had last year. So the upside for a guy like Trey Lance, who ironically is being drafted right around the same spots as Tom Brady, there's different ways to do it this year in fantasy at the quarterback position. So just keep that in mind as you're approaching in those single quarterback leagues. But my goodness, the NFC, it feels like it's Tom Brady's and the Bucks to lose. So I'm certainly in the understanding of why they are where they are right now in the wagering market, and they are appropriately priced, in my opinion. And it's interesting, because of Buffalo's path to an AFC championship, and thus an appearance in the Super Bowl, at least on paper right now in the preseason, seems a lot more difficult than that for Tampa through a much more up-in-the-air, if you will, NFC. Two teams you will not see on that Super Bowl list right there from an odds perspective, the Atlanta Falcons. They have the second longest price to win a Super Bowl this year at 250 to 1. And the New York Jets tied for the third longest odds at plus 1 or 150 to 1. So, Joe P, tonight they face off in a Monday night preseason game. You mentioned quarterbacks going early and often in your fantasy drafts. How early are you taking Joe Flacco? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. Um, I will say this, too. Uh, look, Joe Flacco is a veteran quarterback in the NFL. He's been there. He's done that. He's been around a very long time. Can he get the job done with a good offensive line and some players around him? Sure. He can He can manage a game for you. Uh, I had significant questions about Zach Wilson this year and what kind of jump he could make. This is the worst-case scenario for him because I think with Zach Wilson, you want him to get all the reps he can. Now he's not getting them. So this is a big problem from the Jets' perspective, in my opinion, because now you're asking to play catch-up for a guy who was already woefully behind going into the year. So the Jets have a problem here uh, with Zach Wilson, with this knee surgery, and with this offense, regardless of the fact they had a very good draft, and they did. I want to give them a lot of credit for that. And the Falcons are a team that on the other side of this, look, you know, you look at all the Jets' numbers, you can see everything is still moderately in terms of the expectations at best for this team. And the Falcons are a team also in transition, too. Marcus Mariota... You know, another team, another situation. I don't see the upside, especially with that bad offensive line. And I think the Desmond Ritter era is at least going to get a look, a strong look this season. Five and a half is that win total for the New York Jets. The over has the juice, but even if they go over, it's a 6-11 and 11 season, potentially. Maybe with Joe Flacco as QB number one. Joe Pisapia, our lead right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of the morning after, live right here on a Monday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday, TMA. Yesterday 
On a Sunday, we had three preseason football games in week number two, and two of the teams in action yesterday hail from the NFC East at MetLife Stadium. The Giants come back with a late game touchdown to beat the Cincinnati Bengals and Philly on the road in Cleveland, the Eagles dispatching of the Browns. Who's going to win the NFC East division this year? We know it is a wonky division, not a single repeat champion since 2004 nearly two decades of each and every year in the nfl a new team wins this league will somebody go back to back and break that long-standing trend this year let's find out what you think about it and fade the public your four options for who wins the nfc east this season the cowboys the eagles the commanders and the giants right now on the FanDuel sportsbook Dallas booked as the favorite, plus 135. But the Cowboys won the NFC East a season ago. So history would say you can't bet on Dallas to do it in back-to-back -back seasons. Maybe that's why the public is buying in on Philadelphia. The Birds, the most selected option in this Fade the Public poll at TV on Twitter, 54.5% saying Philly wins the NFC East this year. Dallas, the second most selected option the Giants edging out the commanders in this poll but Washington better odds to win the NFC East than that of New York right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook again Dallas the favorite plus 135 Philly only 35 cents behind at plus 170 something to pay attention to as we get ready for the 2022 NFL regular season but it's playoff time in the WNBA that's how we start our number two 